Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. Sponsored by Beer Passport, the pocket-sized key to London's amazing craft beer scene. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters Phantom Brewing Co, Bayonet Brewing Co, Dolphin Brewery, The Paper Mill Micropub, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co, Belgium Blues Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, The Brew Brothers, Paul Whelan, Bettina Cassidy, Forks Brewery, Claire Costa, James Cox, Craig Hatton, Steve Pratt, James Moss and John Mead. This Week in Craft Beer members can now get exclusive discounts and savings at some of the top UK craft breweries. If you're interested in saving money or simply want to help support us, then please visit our website at www.thisweekincraft.beer for more information and to join at just £1.99 per month. We hope you won't, but of course you can cancel this at any time. Ryan, it has been almost three years since we spoke. Um, You were previously on episode... 41, which published in April 2021. So that is in craft beer terms, you know, several lifetimes ago. So, yeah, have you been? Yeah, I've been great. I've uh, feel like I may have aged a lot, a lot more than three <laughs> years. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, on the whole, really good. Yeah, it's uh, like dog years. So one one year in craft beer is seven years in the real world. Feels that like way. That. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, since then, yeah, we've uh, moved moved premises. Yep. Quit my full time job, gone full time with the brewing, and yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll get into that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, let's yeah start from the beginning. So I think when we spoke last time, you were all <clears throat> you were talking about the the premises in the middle of Preston that you had your eye on, I think, but I don't think you actually were, you know, quite contracted to it yet or whatever. Yeah. So so yeah, let's start from there. Yeah, so I've been in talks with um well my current landlord, I guess, mm-hmm. but at the time he wasn't. We found a premises he'd purchased. I'd met him. I didn't know him beforehand, but I got introduced right. to him. He's a guy called um, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's kind of like an investor slash really keen on in- introducing Preston to, you know, more independent, you know, Fantastic. businesses. So he's yeah. he bought um, the premises I'm in. It wasn't the original one we had our eye on, but right. fortunately enough, something better came along around the corner. So oh, way yeah. more suitable. And after a long, a long wait, we actually got the keys to a different premises than the one we were talking about last time. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we got cracking straight away. It was like a big old abandoned sort of warehouse garage, but in the middle of Preston. So not an industrial right. estate sort of premises. Yeah. Flat bang in the middle of Preston, dusty old building, cleaned it all out. Still... I don't know if you've seen photos or anyone that's been. Yeah, I think I had a look on um, on Google. Um, there's some some Google photos there. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's still pretty rustic. It's uh, yep. not we've not made it look rustic. We just uh, it, it's, it's that way, you know. People go. <laughs> well, that, that but they, yeah, as a charm, doesn't it? That's that's <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice and cold this time of year. We've got as mm-hmm. many as we can possibly fit in there, but it's like trying to heat up the. Uh, oh, the outside just, yeah, and it just goes yeah. straight through the roof, doesn't it? Exactly, Anything you, you so. do, try and put in there. But how many square feet you got? Square feet. That's a good question. Um, it's about. You can do meters if you like. I'm just trying to work out. It's been a while since probably like ten by fifteen meters. Not a big place at all. Okay, well that's not um, a bad size though. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. bad at all. Um, it's yeah. There's there's a few little cutouts and things. It's um the buildings next to us that the landlord also also owns are probably one of Preston's oldest um 
row of cottages. I think they date back to sixteen hundred. So oh wow, lovely. The site's got it's got quite a bit of history. Yeah, certainly sounds um, like yeah. yeah, and uh, we're lucky enough to well, we back on to another pub called the Plow that Rivington right. have just taken over the vaults there as well. So mm. we're you know we've got our mates as neighbours as a another little pop up tap room there. Oh, amazing! So that you know yeah, if, you, yeah. if you're not selling yeah, all your yeah. beer through your own tap, you've only even got to take it far, have you? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you know you got. Yeah, Preston's getting there. Um, oh, that's brilliant. Yes, like I said, and I've, I've gone full-time, so I was working the whole time I've been running Chainhouse. It's been sort yeah. of a hobby. quit my job July last year. Uh, okay. So I was, recently, yeah. yeah. So I was going for a good seven months brewing and running the tap room while having a full-time wow. job. So managed to get lucky and find some good bar staff. So the tap room side of things has been steady away kind of takes care of itself yeah yeah so i've just been carrying on brewing at the weekends and evenings and yeah weekends got a bit harder because the brewery's in the tap room so trying to brew whenever the tap room's not open yes yeah in terms of brew kit you have you got the same brew kits you had in your garage Um, or or more yeah it was the same it's the same brew kit i upscaled the mash tun because the mash tun was very undersized so i've actually oversized the mash tun which i've yet to uh yet to max out which is okay. going to be an interesting one fermenter wise i've just got a couple more fermenters but yeah pretty much on the whole the same setup so it was a tight fit in the garage at the end i had four fermenters in the garage yeah um which i've moved over to the tap room so four five hectoliter fermenters right but going forwards uh if it was to upscale i couldn't get more fermenters but i could double the capacity of each fermenter okay yeah so you got some headroom to work with yeah. have you? oh loads of headroom yeah. yeah yeah oh that's nice very good. And so, so what? What kind of frequency are you brewing? So I, I try and brew two batches together in a week, just to make use of the recuperated hot water. Yeah. Um, turn around about three weeks, so four beers every three weeks, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the the one sticking point I've currently got is the lack of cold storage space. So we've got oh. a deep size um cellar in the bar which was holding the stock for trade as well. Right. Maxed that out quite quickly. So I then utilised the space in my garage because obviously there's no brewery in the garage anymore. Right, yeah. I bought bought a second-hand walk-in cold room off a local brewery. So I built that in my garage. So my garage is now literally a walk-in cold room for kegs of beer that go out to trade. So Wow, okay. And how far is that from from the brewery? So, so I live about 15 minutes away. So basically on a kegging run, I'll keep the beer for the bar in the cellar at the bar. And then the rest of it that goes out to trade, I'll bring home to my house. Well, to my garage, to the cellar, uh, store it there. And then any trade sales, I can either deliver straight. uh, They're in my garage, so I can chuck them in the van, take them out, or can get them Mm -hmm. collected for delivery from my house. So it makes it life for me. Excellent, and and I know from from our correspondence arranging this conversation that you're hundred percent keg now. You're not doing any small pack. No, um, yeah, hundred percent keg. Um, mm. I can get 30, 12, 13 kegs a batch. Half yeah. of it through the tap room. It only leaves me sort of six kegs to sell to trades. Yeah, I do want to do some can runs, but at the moment I've just not found time between everything. I don't blame you. It's so, it's a massive yeah. pain in the ass, isn't it, for for, so, for a yeah. small operation to to and tap then, yeah, to small exactly. Get like maybe a thousand cans out of a batch, thousand cans yeah. to sell, or twelve or six kegs is quite a big difference. So. Yeah, 
and I'm quite sure those, you know, if you've only got six kegs for for retail sale, they're they're not hanging around, are they? You know, yeah, with, your, exactly. with your reputation, I don't suppose you have to you have to try very hard to to shift those. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. that's fantastic. And so, so you say about fifty percent of your of your production output goes through your own tap room. Um, I am now. Yeah, I started out with just like a probably a quarter, and yeah. I was trying to turn the lines around quicker. So regulars come in, you'd see a lot of different. Uh-huh. Beer on the board i've then been finding quite a lot of people coming in going oh i came in i enjoyed this beer to be oh, honest most of my beers are very similar anyway you know pale ales <laughs> in a good way in a good in a, way yeah yeah, yeah. Hop, <laughs> different hop combinations basically so i call them yeah. a different name but on the whole if somebody likes one five percent pale the chances are they'll like the next five percent oh, sure. yeah. so yeah but yeah and then i was trying to tire myself out a lot trying to keep the turnover going oh, yeah. so quickly so slowing things down a little bit now yeah just finding out like we've been going just over a year in the tap room so <laughs> yeah i found a nice sort of level of production and taking the time not rushing the beers too much yeah a lot happier with the beers turning out as well great so, so, so you're you know god forbid you're actually moving towards a core range are you perhaps or uh... yeah we're getting there <laughs> um, i've actually re- i re-brewed a beer yesterday so yeah a table beer of all things, three okay. uh, yeah. percent table beer. I, I have rebrewed a few things, um, yeah. minor tweaks maybe, but yeah, definitely got like a few beers in mind now after a year of like core range beers, if you will. Yeah, the ones that have gone over really, really well. You know, people are always happy to see back, aren't they? You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not to yeah. say I, I don't suppose many, very many of your beers go over badly, but you know, there's always going to be that special release where people say, oh, well, you know, that beer, that one, I want to see that one again. And it's yeah, uh, exactly, it's yeah. nice to, to do that. And, you know, people come in with a smile on their face, like, oh, look, see what, you know, see what's on there. I remember that beer from last year. So it's yeah. a, it is a nice thing. And, um, you know, I, I think the market is moving very strongly in that direction, you know, talking to people every week on this podcast. It's, you know, the days of, of brewers like you, you know, having to do new recipes every week and it's all got to be something new. I don't think the market's expecting that anymore. And, and so I don't think, you know, you need to, you know, you need yeah. to bust the gut to do that anymore either. You know, I'm sure you want, you you know, you want to be wanting to experiment with new hops all the time, different combinations. Yeah. It gets hard though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, like you say, it's funny. Actually, I did, um, I did a beer, brewed a beer today with um, reasons to be cheerful by oh, yeah. um, uh-huh. South Manchester. And we had in the same conversation, you know, we we're saying like over lockdown, you had a lot of those tickers, you people buying new cans, new beers, trying yep. loads of things. Now we're finding people go into a bar, find a pint of beer that they love, and we'll happily sit there all night sticking with that one beer because yeah, you know it's 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 what they like that they're enjoying. So yeah, like you say, it's definitely shifting a little bit. I yeah. I'm not at that stage yet. I can honestly say, you know, if I'm, you know, if, I'm, I'm, in, a, yeah. if I'm in a tap room, I'm you know, I'm probably not. Gonna have the, I'm not going to have the same <laughs> beer twice until I've tried everything, which is yeah, sure. <laughs> usually that sent me. But I've gone home before, you know, before I get round the menu twice, but. Uh, you know, for the longest time, that was how people drank beer in, in yeah, hospitality yeah. venues, yeah. wasn't it? As you went in, found something you liked and stuck on it all night. So there's no yeah. harm in that. That's, you know, that's the way that most of the world drinks and probably will continue to drink. So Yeah, know, that's so. it. So, yeah, I'm trying to do a bit of a hybrid, you know. I'm still releasing the new stuff, but then, you know, I say I've got the regulars that do see something they li- they'd like and they know that they want to keep yeah you drinking. So, yeah, it's trying to find the balance, I suppose. And you're, you're pretty close to the centre of Preston, are you? bang in the middle uh well preston is actually (laughs) divided up in half by a ring road so it's not so much of a ring road um (laughs) we're on the sort of university side of 
the ring road, but this, right. last, this last couple of years, the um, the main road that I'm off has just been pedestrianised. So oh. the council are doing a lot in improving the area I'm in. So nice. I just found out recently the Lancashire's tallest building is getting um, has had planning granted to be built directly opposite the tap room. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> it's gonna, however, hundreds of apartment block. Fancy swanky building. Yeah. So that's only good news for me, I suppose. Wow, it certainly is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, you sure. know, those are your those are your craft beer customers, aren't they? Hopefully absolutely with disposable is, income. Yeah. You know, I uh, good I'm good friends with Phantom, who are, you know, my yeah. Local, yeah, yeah. one of my closest breweries here in Reading. And you know, when they opened up, they were opposite uh, a derelict printworks. Um, you know, it was a big ugly factory site of a you know, several football pitches big, just to give you a sense of the scale of it. And you know, within a few months of them opening they'd started work to build, you know, nice apartments and houses. And now, you know, that's their customer base, basically. Yeah, it's it. literally right across the street from them. So, uh, Perfect. yeah, happy yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, I actually got in touch with the um, the company that was promoting the – they're not the developers, but the whoever are selling the the apartment block before the yeah. build or whatever. And, um, you know, I was saying, like, I'm interested in just knowing a bit more about it because I'm on the doorstep. So they're actually talking about doing a bit of um, – Using the tap room as a bit of a launch thing, oh, brilliant. Is, yeah, like a, like, like a sort of a social kind of uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, brilliant. Um, well, that's very exciting. <laughs> so, let's talk about the tap room, um, Ryan. You know, how, how, you know, I, I saw you've got 12, 12 keg and two cask lines. I think on the that's it, it, somewhere yeah. on Google. Yeah. So I've got permanent lager, which is Lucas um, mm-hmm. solid lager, gluten free as well. Um, a permanent cider, so it's ten yeah. ten changing uh, keg lines, right? Two cask lines, and then if we have some special event, and I've actually got two linders, so I've got an extra four disposable oh, taps. Nice. As well. Yeah. So, um, and so typically, how many of your beers would you have on a given um, Typically, try and keep um, six six chain house. Okay, uh, nice. If not more, um, it depends because. Obviously, I do a lot of hot forward pale ales. Yeah, trying to at the moment, I've got actually just done a a, a collaboration with Mackey Mackey. So we've got a mm. peanut butter jelly brown ale. So sounds like a typical sort of Mackey Mackey beer. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I so love those um, guys. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark's it. Mark's a legend, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so we we try and keep like a, you know a typical stout sour yeah. something. And if I don't, yeah, you got to have the you got to round out the range, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. So if I'm not brewing that that style of beer, then we'll get them as a try and keep it to friend people I'm friends with brewing. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> so um, you get get a bit of reciprocal, um, you know, keg sales going. I mean, you know, not that you've got very many kegs to sell, but uh, you know, it's always nice to to do a bit of a swap, I suppose, isn't it? And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I occasionally see your beers in um, in, in Phantom um, in Reading, not not as often as I'd like, but um, you know, it's always good yeah, to see did, uh, it. Always good to see a chain house keg uh, popping up at this 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 end of the country. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm I'm due to go down there this year because they came up to uh, Preston last year. So nice. Well, I'll be that. I'll be over and uh, yeah. Well, brilliant. Well, ping me an email when you're down because I'd, I'd love, to, love to come have a beer with you. Yeah. Excellent. Let's talk about so so we're um, we are drinking a couple of collabs this evening. So this is life in the fast chain, uh, which is a nice uh, hat tip to to the Eagles, <laughs> I guess. Um, and this is uh, this was brewed in collab with Brewtoon up in Scotland. 
5.2% uh, NEPA. Um, the tasty notes that I managed to glean from their uh, website were loaded with Motueka, Cascade and Citra and double dry hopped with Vista to bring fresh honeydew melon and papaya flavours. It leaves nothing to the imagination with its big, sweet, hoppy body and lingering mouthfeel. Um, yeah, absolutely lovely. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying this. I, I just said to you coming in that this is the first, my first craft beer of the year, actually. So I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not doing dry January this year, just sort of slightly damp January. So um, <laughs> I'm uh, not drinking as much as I would normally do, but uh, what is it, the 10th we're recording today? So yeah, it's not bad. But this is this is lovely. Lots of you know, the, you, the, I think the melon in particular is really um, really at the forefront, isn't it? So it's an interesting uh, pop combination. Actually, you wouldn't normally necessarily expect Cascade in a uh, in a Nipa, but I think it's uh, it's definitely adding something. And, and obviously, the dry up with Vista is the is the sort of real power flavors, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I was saying like some. I'd say if if I was to have a house beer, it would be um, a beer called well. It's rebranded to uh, Open Letter to NYC, which was Supernatural Possession, right? Uh, which is more like Citra Motueka. Okay. Um, yep. So talking to when we we're talking about the recipe for this, they were pretty big fans of those hops as well. So I was like, nice. oh yeah, it'd be cool to like reproduce that. But I think it was sort of like yeah, Brutoon's choice to bring in the Cascade maybe for a little bit of um, like a bit of an old school sort of being on the hot side maybe like a touch of bitterness from that and um, yeah yeah you know like only if it, it, new england style is not much bitterness but it you no. know he's it, got that old school sort of yeah just like throw back to sierra nevada or something yeah exactly sort yeah. of yeah. you know and, and and then the uh, vista um i've only used it once myself um mm. not as much as they've used it in this and uh yeah with it being quite a i'd say a newish hop it's more of a subtler hop than most sort of american big fruit forward hops but right definitely brings a nice sort of light drinkability to it i guess mm. yeah it's an interesting one when we're coming up with the recipe but i'm a big fan of it it's really it's really nice and light and fresh isn't it somehow? exactly it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, yeah it's not uh it's not sort of a cloying kind of kind of flavor at all it's it, yeah it's really you know it, it's uh i'd imagine this would be brilliant on draft actually i, you know, I could just uh yeah for sure so yeah yeah having the tap room i need to um also think of when i'm getting beers in something that's a bit more drinkable than something more pintable than your clean sort of new england yeah i mean much as i love those beers but yeah you're not you're not going to drink i'm not going to drink them in in volume but uh, exactly yeah are you finding your you you know your your typical customer base in the tap room is is drinking pints or or drinking sort of half Um, of it so with the style of beer we're doing I think it's more of the price point that's putting people off the pints. Right. Um, but yeah, people want pints to come in and ask for a pint and we need to remind them actually. The, it's going to be know, seven quid or whatever, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, some people obviously, yeah, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. So what I've been trying to work on is sort of getting that, the balance. So I've been dialing down the hops, but trying to keep, trying to get as much out of them if you will so right yeah try and try and keep the recipe affordable yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, and make it like a, a drinkable pintable beer at the scale i'm at which is very difficult i know you know you got steady rolling man that yeah how much that costs but as a five hectolitre brewery it's very difficult to do that sort of price point no sure uh, but yeah the, so that's what i'm trying to be that's what i've been working on so yeah, a lot of people do like to drink by the pint, but we—I yeah. don't know—you know—we don't get a lot of craft 
beer drinkers. No, that's what I was wondering. And, you know, and I guess that's partly dictated by what's around you. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a city centre where there's not, you know, there are not a bunch of other craft beer places, then the customer base is not sort of established, is it? Um, as you say, you you got a, you got a pub next door, which is you know that's more traditional, I guess, is it? Or um, yeah, it's an interesting one because we have actually now got a lot going on in Preston um, in the craft scene. Right. Um, the pub next, well, the bar next door used to be a, more of a crafty place. Now it's a bit more of a it's a pizza slash cocktail bar i'd say and then be, the pub behind me the plow that's um again and that's a craft place that's quite upper class if you will um, right. and then in the books they've got rivington doing like um rivington tap room bar uh, as a winter pop-up wow so, fantastic <laughs> you know yeah you've got like this um yeah i've got the craft things going on yep again we're as we're the only brewery tap in press in well yeah in the city there's yeah. a lot of people that come into the the tap room and go oh shiny tanks i've never seen anything like this before they're not you know they're not looking for craft beer they just come in as a it's somewhere different it's a new yeah. venue so yeah and it's quite nice as well actually because you you get people coming in and you're, you're looking at the beer lineup quite overwhelmed with the the choice yeah. they'll start on a pint of lager while yeah. the nurse in the pint of lager, they might be looking at the bar, looking at the beers on the board, yeah. and see someone get something that looks hazy and yellow, and yeah, and they go, "Oh, actually, let's give that a try." Well, that's and then exactly you know, this is you know this what, is what you want to be doing, isn't it? You know, you, you, the, you it's almost like this is your your mission, isn't it? Is to, exactly, uh, exactly, is, is to and have these people go on that journey, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really really nice to see. I honestly, it's one of the the you know that's what I wanted to bring to the city. Yeah, but it's also very like surreal to see it happening in front of my eyes. You see these people coming in, drinking <laughs> whatever they usually drink, and then yeah. changing their mind because they see someone else drinking something, and uh, all of a sudden, yeah, they're like, oh wow, this is something something new. Brilliant, yeah, and you hope they're back next weekend with their mates. Yeah, you know, exactly. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to go back as well. I, you know, I, <laughs> I always say this to people, but you know, once you've discovered, you know, how amazing beer can taste, it's very hard to go back to just drinking, you know, whatever it was you used to drink, the same beer every time. You know, every time you went out, it's just you can't. I can't. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so you're open, um, and you're open six days a week. I think you just close on Mondays, right? Yeah, just close Mondays, open Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon from four, uh-huh. and then Thursday, Friday from one, and yeah. then, yeah, Saturday, Sunday from midday, unless there's a Preston North End home game early kickoff. So we do open early on a Saturday if there's a, an early kickoff. How far are you from the ground? Um, 15 minute walk. Okay. Uh, we're kind of on, on route from the city centre slash train station. To oh, fantastic the stadium so yeah when, and being a north end fan myself we do have a good north end um stronghold brilliant so that's nice yeah so so you you know you have a really good day do you you know we'll say 25 times a year or whatever those those are yeah yeah you, they're, they're, you know, you're struggling they're, they're, to struggling to not run out of beer i guess that's the one which is so, a nice yeah. problem to have <laughs> <laughs> yeah Fantastic. Well, that's yeah, that, that that's really good to hear. And so, so do you? You do you? Uh, the reason I asked the question is, or I haven't asked the question yet. I'll ask the question first and tell you why I'm asking. Do you, do you have you thought about putting a minibus onto the game, or from the 
um, from the tap room because uh, we've a pub in Reading that does that for the Reading games and, and goes down really well, actually. So it means people haven't got to leave until quarter to three, you know, and they haven't got to worry about how they're going to, you know, what sort of state they're in at quarter to three because they just stagger out the pub, get on the minibus and they're, you know, they're at the stadium five minutes later. I have never considered that, and that's an absolutely fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you could charge, I, you know, you don't, you, you could charge enough money to pay for it, so it wouldn't even need to be a, you know, not yeah, something you have to pay yeah. for. But that's definitely something I'll, uh, I'll look into. However, there is another great pub between, my, like us and the stadium, called the Moorbrook. It's um, right. I think they have maybe six, six or eight keg lines and eight or ten cask lines. So yeah. They were like one of the the original sort of craft pubs of Preston. Nice. That is yeah. banging between, like, yeah, like I say, us and the stadium. So a lot of people that come to us so will people have people be them. leaving you at Office One and go and have a couple in the other place on the way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't want to interfere with the, you know, with <laughs> with the traditional plans on a Saturday afternoon, but food for thought anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's great. And what about food? You guys got, got any food in the in the tap room or, or close um, by? Yeah, so we. Originally, when we opened, it was um, the landlord refused to put an actual front door into the venue. So our main entrance was through the bar next door's beer garden and through sort of a, a back door. So we looked kind of like a speakeasy sort of bar, which was quite difficult to begin with. And then people kind of got used to it. Yeah, and uh, the bar that you walk through, a friend of mine was doing pizzas there, so you could actually order pizza from the restaurant bar next door nice. and bring them through, which you can yep. still do that. Yeah. However, my my friend no longer makes the pizzas there. He's over at uh, Rivington doing doing oh, pizzas at Rivington now. So uh, nice. Yeah, they've and they've changed the kitchen situation, so they're still doing pizzas, but. Dare I say they're nowhere near as good. No, because Ben's Ben's pinch your pizza, man. That's not. Yeah, good. that's really, it. Really, really. So you can still order pizza from the bar next door. Ben's a bloody pizza, man. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so you can you can get food from next door if you yeah. want to get that pizza. And we do sometimes host pop up food vendors in the brewery as well, um, right? Which has proved pretty successful, but. With the amount of food we've got around us, because we're in a city centre, there's we're on yeah. the best street food in Preston. Right, uh, we're seeing it's not really worth our while trying to. We're, no. we're going, you know, more down. If we're going to have something going on in a tap room, it'd be more like live music than. Yeah, food. makes sense. I mean, look, I think the main reason you have you want to have food at a tap room is is just so people don't need to leave to go and eat. You know, you, yeah, the exactly, last thing you yeah. want is people sort of getting stuck into a beer session and thinking, "Oh no, I'm really hungry. I need to." disappear off and get something to eat because they might not come back um, yeah so exactly you're trying to guard against yeah as much as anything, isn't it is 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 losing people to, to hunger pains <clears throat> yeah and we we accept people bringing in whatever food they want from yeah wherever they want as well you know nice. it encourages other people to then eat and then in return they stay longer so yeah it works absolutely and and how many people can you comfortably accommodate um I'd say max capacity is about 75. Okay. Um, yeah. But we don't have that many seats. We've got, you know, the bar stools and um, beer, yeah. t- beer keller tables. But during like winter, like Christmas, when we're really busy, it is mainly standing. So right. it's yeah. quite hard to judge, you know, the, uh, yeah. the actual capacity. That's a decent size anyway. Well, I, the only thing I can say is I wish Preston wasn't quite so far from Reading. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not somewhere I've had the pleasure of visiting, but I must, um, I, I'm well overdue to do a trip to the Northwest actually. So I, I really do need to come and come and, you know, cruise around and, uh, and see a few friends. And, and certainly you would definitely be on my, uh, on my to-do list, Ryan. So I'll, uh, I will oh, come, excellent. Uh, come and try and uh, have a look at some point this summer for sure. Yeah. Um, give us a shout. I can, I will happily host you. And, uh, well, I yeah. look forward to that. Um, let's take a short break. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, a design agency based in Essex offering professional marketing services across the UK. They specialise in graphic design, brand creation and web design and can create anything from a fresh logo, new product branding, eye-catching adverts to a fully populated website. No fluff or filler, real design for a competitive world. To find out more, visit hitmarketingdesign.co.uk. I'm back with Ryan from Chainhouse for the second half of the show. Ryan, at this stage, every week, I like to have a little bit of fun and put the guest on the spot and ask maybe the only tricky question I'm going to ask you all evening, actually. And since you've been on before, you get to answer the alternate tricky question, which is, what do you wish you'd done differently? Looking back on your nearly six years, I think, as a Chainhouse, maybe yeah, into the seventh year, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, set seven in September, I think. Is there it? anything with the glorious benefit of hindsight you would have done differently? Um, loads. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd definitely have been a little bit more confident in myself. Like I say, I only, I only went full time. Yeah. July last year. Well, it wasn't so, for want of people telling you how good your beers were. That's for sure, well, was no, it? Because you know, yeah, <laughs> you just didn't know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, I I think I nearly I did get to the point of pretty much like burning myself out. Um, oh, I don't doubt it. Is you know, so one year alive uh, to tell the tale, really. Yeah. So you know, I look back and I'm thinking, I don't. People kept saying at the time, like, I don't know how you do it. I I look back, and I don't know how I did it, but no. So. Yeah, I definitely should have had more confidence in in the whole thing. I think, and I hate I hate it, but COVID definitely knocked my my confidence. I was yeah, well, look, ready, I'm sure. ready I think it go, did it for everybody, didn't it? it was, yeah, you know, for sure. It, it it meant you you know suddenly you couldn't be sure about anything anymore, exactly. could you? you know, whether business exactly. or personal or you know in every aspect of our lives you know things we thought we knew where we were headed and what was going to happen suddenly it was all up in the air wasn't it yeah exactly and um yeah and about i had a friend of mine recently come up to me and ask me he's got a plan of opening a bar and he's saying you know right. what should i do i do he showed me this business plan and all the rest of it and yeah all i said to him was just just go for it mate i was like yeah. what is the worst that can happen you just but you lose your money basically. You, you're back to square one. <laughs> or maybe but... you lose somebody else's money, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but at the end of the day, if, if you know you lose your money, it, you can make you get a job and yeah. get it. You know, what I mean, as long as it's not like you're not putting you know your life on the line, everything at stake. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, exactly. Have some fallback and the rest of it. And one other thing is, I signed up to the most ridiculous energy contract known to man. Oh no! Because I did not. I was, I I say I, I was conned into believing that it was the best deal I was going to get for a long time. Yeah, as I was, it was a new business. I was had all these other things on my mind. I, yeah. I signed up to it, and looking back now, that's costing me. It's a crippling amount of money. Um, oh, what a shame! 
So I would love to have hired um, an assistant brewer, but unfortunately, the money's going into the electricity to run the. Wow! And how how long are you locked into that contract for? Um, until December twenty five, I believe. Oh, yeah. So it's a long one. Um, wow. I'm trying to get out of it, but until then, I'm on my own. So. Mm. Oh, that's really frustrating. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are the things I'd probably uh, yeah go back and say. Well, not the worst. Not the worst. No, really, I, but, I, but, but on know, the whole, yeah. on the whole, I'm pretty happy with everything so far. So. Good, good. Well, I think that's um, that's a, a, a positive a positive note to end that segment on. Anyway, absolutely. Um, we've just opened something very positive, which is many hands make light work too. And this is uh, 6% New England IPA. Absolutely superb. This is uh, a collab with, um, with with the great and the good, actually. So uh, <laughs> yeah. let's take a deep breath before I read this out. So I guess this was organised by Farmyard, but it's a collab with yourselves, Farmyard, Vault City, Shore Shop, Full Circle, Goodness and Bath Hearths, Muntons and WHC Labs. So cast of thousands. I mean, goodness knows how you, you know, I guess it was a good piss up when you were brewing it. You know, that would be my first. It was a great day out. My first (laughs) comment, yeah. (laughs) So in a very good cause, this is in aid of a leading cancer charity, which curiously, um, I guess, uh, Farmyard uh, put the entry on Untapped, said they weren't able to mention the the charity on Untapped. Is that right? Which is a... Um, I believe, yeah, they've not mentioned it on any social media. I don't really know. They didn't say the reason behind that. I mean, it doesn't uh, leading, matter. But look, it's for, it's for charity, so that's a nice leading thing. Leading cancer anyway, charity. So, so, yeah, good, um, good, I think they, they, they were allowed to say it's the uh, leading cancer charity with the green and white logo. Oh, um, okay. If that gives anything else away. Um, I don't want to say because I don't know if I'm allowed to either. No, so. <laughs> no but look, you know, there, there's no such thing as a bad cancer charity, is it? You know, we all, sadly, many of us are going to going to need their help at some stage in our lives. So, so it's a great thing that you've done here. And um Nice to to see a, such a great beer attached to such a good cause. So uh, yeah, so, so yeah. what a lovely beer! I, I have no idea um, what hops are in it. I don't. I haven't looked at the can. I haven't got my glasses on, so I don't know whether you do. You know what hops are in it? <laughs> so actually, this so this is the second second year of doing the the fundraiser, um, and I was very um, kindly invited along to it. So yeah. WAC donated the yeast for free. Yeah, that's nice. M- yeah. Muntins donated the uh, malt for free. Bath House donated hops for free. So that you know obviously adds to the the profitability oh, yeah. for the charity. And yeah, I think what they did, well, we did, I suppose. But what Farmyard have done is incredible. So they raised, I think it was in the six thousand pound figure. Nice. So it was a it was a considerable. That's amount. a good amount of money. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. It was pretty crazy, but this is a hell of yeah. a beer. I mean, yeah, you, you know, yeah. lovely and, soft mouthfeel to it. Uh, you know, just gorgeous um, tropical fruit concoction. I don't exactly know what to say exactly how to describe the fruit flavors in it, but but it, you know, the, the, this is a really high end New England IPA, as I've come to expect from from Chain House and Sure Shot and you know and and the other participants here. So you know, no surprise, full circle. You know, you guys have all got this style nailed so you know you, you would expect a, a collab to be really high-end offering and this absolutely is that so uh, yeah great great beer and uh, i'm really enjoying it yeah cheers thank you yeah we got a good few kegs in the tap room and it absolutely flew out as you imagine yeah. um i'm gutted i didn't get more and it it did sell out 
I can't remember the actual hops we used. It was a, a bit of a whirlwind of a day for myself as well, actually, because right. I got there a bit late. I um, I sold a vehicle and the, the people buying the vehicle off me were delayed a day. So they came, I said, come early in the morning. I'm going yep. off to Lancaster to brew a beer. They only turned up late. And then I had to get a, an Uber up to farmyard and yeah. turned up met a load of people i was like whoa this is i mean they're well out the sticks aren't yeah. they farmyard uh, exactly so yeah <laughs> it, was, it was a great day honestly i, I thoroughly nice. enjoyed it nice. it was uh yeah one of the best clubs met a lot of new people like a lot of new breweries i know a few people from sure shot and yeah i'm sure you've met james yeah. um in the past but, yeah yeah but the, the other the other guys are way way further away from from yeah. us so, yeah it was lovely Brilliant. Whilst it's nice to do sort of one-to-one collabs, I'm sure you know, get the chance to do a do a team effort like this. Is you know, it's, it's everything else you know, dial up to eleven, isn't it? It's all you know, the the, the social aspect of it just is uh, is really yeah, yeah exaggerated. Sure. So, so brilliant. Farmyards uh, tap rooms also, although it isn't a stick, it's amazing. And yeah, I'm, sorry, I tables, so... one I'm ashamed to say I haven't been to, but I, I remember yeah. talking to him about it on the podcast. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> yeah, shuffleboard table is a is a is a winner at tap room. Yeah, you know we had a good 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 few games there. Yeah, they've got one in Phantom, and it's um yeah, it, it, there's you know you have a couple of beers and you you suddenly think you've mastered it, and then you have a couple of more. <laughs> So it becomes completely impossible, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. Well, after we'll let you know when um, I'm down to the oh. to do the return club at uh, Phantom. Oh, definitely. Um, excellent. Let's talk about festivals, Ryan. What did you do in 2023, and what have you got in mind for 2024? I mean, you know, obviously with you know very limited production output and so much of it going through your tap, we've not got much beer to spare for festivals. No, um... But I'm sure you still try and get involved here, you know, where you can. Yeah, 2023 was a a big year actually. It we um did Hop City again, nice. which was yeah. amazing. That's always a favorite of mine. Did Drop Project's first beer festival last nice. year. Yeah, and actually just got an email yesterday off my mate Joe. Um, yeah, I had Joe invited me back just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Brilliant! I, I really so, must try and get down to that one this year. I hadn't. I yeah. Didn't so Joe messaged me yesterday, inviting me for this year's, which oh I'm great, yeah, Joe's a lovely guy. Yeah, I love Joe. Um, good pal of mine. What else? Last year, first ever export to Oslo. And oh, that's exciting! Oslo Beer Festival last year, alongside Rivington, Glass House, State of Kind, who I'm yeah. mates with, so actually local guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, met. Um, Drew from Loki. Yeah, met Drew from Loki. Um, been Another a big fan. For, yeah, been a big fan for for many years, and mm. it's nice to actually like put a face to a name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a wicked one. So Oslo yeah, you was, went to Oslo, did you, for the festival? Yeah, flew out oh, there for the weekend. Yeah. It was um pretty crazy. Uh, we also at the same time, this this is a good one actually. So. Chain House and Glass House, being good friends with Glass House as well, mm-hmm. had a tap takeover at a bar, and the the bar manager was called Noel. So we called he called it Noel's House Party, <laughs> which I thought was the best ever. That is a good, good piece of work like, there. Yeah, I like it. it? Absolutely. 
Um, well, that was a big year for um, big year for festivals then. So, so what? What? Yeah. Anything else apart from Drop Project that you can oh. you can pre-announce for for twenty twenty four? This year, what? Oh, one more to add. Actually, probably my favorite of all is Tracks. Um, Welcome to the Neighborhood Festival. Oh yes, yeah. So I I, um, I spoke um, when I spoke to James um, Cameron a few weeks ago. Sure, sure. He mentioned that, and it sounded terrific as well. So oh. yeah, I was stoked. It's the second year they've done it. Second year I was invited. Yeah, and it's it, it's a neighborhood festival for obviously local breweries, but yeah. I seem to be deemed local enough to Manchester to to be invited. So nice, very uh, very humble to be invited. To that yeah, event. brilliant. Um, I mean, well, you just you know that that is you know whilst we're we are blessed in the UK with a lot of great craft breweries, you know it's hard to compete with that Cloudwater Track Sure Shot Triangle, isn't it? You know, with, exactly. uh, just with a hundred yards of one another, and uh, yeah. you know when you throw Wonder Beyond into the mix as well, they're not far away. You know, it's a it's a pretty special, uh, pretty special district there. Yeah, exactly. So that was um that was my that is my I love it. Track is my favorite tap room. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a very special it, place indeed. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people come into uh, our tap room and go, "Oh, it reminds me of Track, but smaller and a bit like." More rustic, I'm like, yeah. There's a few less plants, <laughs> maybe. <isn't there? laughs> That's it. I, I, I don't know. Actually, I think I might have more plants. As, oh, really? Um, oh, well, I'm my, impressed. Yeah, I, I, like I like my good... house plants. Yeah, so, like, like, so does my partner Emily. So yeah, oh. I, I got to thank her for for the. Uh, for all the plants and the looking after of the plants. Of the oh, tapping. brilliant. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. We've nice. got many of plants in there. But yeah, so that, that was a highlight of last year. And then this year, like I say, um, I have been invited, like I say, to Drop Project. Yeah. That, at the moment, is all my festivals. However, I've got a very exciting weekend coming up as I've done my second export to Holland. Oh, yeah. Um, sent it out last week. I believe it got there today. Okay. Doing a tap takeover at um a bar on Sunday, um yeah. in Holland. It's um a brewery called Hundred Watt. They've got a tap room as well, and um. It's, um that's not in Eindhoven, is it? Yeah, Eindhoven, Demolition yeah. Brewery. Yeah, I've, I've been to the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've been there. So um yeah, so I'm doing um tap take takeover there on Sunday. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, a collaboration with them on Monday, so oh, that's brilliant. like a. Very big start to the year. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice setup. There, they've got like a restaurant out. The, you know, sort of one yeah. side of it's kind of a restaurant, and and the other, you know, they've got a, a, out the back is a tap room. Then they've got quite a lot of, uh, obviously, <laughs> not in January, but quite a lot of outside seating as well. Yeah, so, that's um, it. yeah, that's it's, it. It's a, it's a nice setup there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, me and a friend of mine, because I'm a one man band brewery. Yeah. I didn't fancy the drive on my own, so I've got a friend of mine coming with us. Well, two of them Ooh. actually now. Um, we're going to go to Brussels for the weekend, have a oh. few bits to Brussels, then head over to Eindhoven on Sunday for uh, the tap wow. takeover. Indeed. So, so yeah, that's your dry January gone to pot, hasn't it? Yeah, Not that you were doing absolutely. it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going in Brussels? You've got a, got a, got a big plan? Um... Uh, absolutely. We'll be getting to Brussels Friday afternoon. We'll probably head over to... I don't know if you've heard of um Lemule. Yeah, yeah. Lemule, yeah, a lot of lager sort of colshy stuff. We'll yeah. probably hit up Lemule Friday night. Then Saturday will be all of uh, Cantillon and Dree. Nice. Around and about. 
my my mate's actually driving. Okay. Um, I don't think my van will make it there and back. So he's he's <laughs> he's uh, offered to drive us there and back. We will take it in turns, but his car's taking us. Um, and I think on the way he did say we could stop by Dree, and he wouldn't mind letting us drink while he could drive us. So Dree uh, on the way is. Yeah, so you, I mean, have you agreed? You know, you're going to spend your 2023 profits on the on on several cases of, uh, of interesting mixed firm bottles coming back as well. Have you? Hundred <laughs> percent. Have, have you discussed the suspension of the of the vehicle and how much it can take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's a couple of outlets as well I've been to before, and um, I've never had a tap room while I've been to these outlets, but. Um, yeah, there's a couple of places I know you can get wholesale sort of bottles, and nice. I fully intend on stocking up for the tap room. So yeah, I was going to say, do, do you have sharing bottles in a in a fridge for? for... We do, I do, yeah. I do. I'm brilliant. a big fan. So me too. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean that's brilliant then, Ryan. So so you can you know you can actually legitimately pretend you're buying all these beers for the business, and you know, and if a few of them end up um, you know in your personal sales, then what are you going to do? Yeah. About? Yeah. that's it and um like for new year this year we um we opened the tap room up at new year and uh i like to i like to have an occasion to open some bottles so Ooh. whoever's in the tap room on new year's eve gets to enjoy said bottles with me and my friends so. an exclusive bottle shit i love it yeah 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 you know it's it's um what, it's an inclusive, in fact, not exclusive, that's the wrong word, an inclusive bullshit. Inclusive, yeah, exactly. So, got a couple of magnums that, when else would you share a magnum, so... Well, exactly. Crack, yeah. crack it open on New Year's and just share it with everyone in the bar. And if they've, ever, if they've never had a, a Lambic before, maybe the... No. You know, get into it, I don't know. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that sounds incredible. Um, what do you got coming up in terms of beer releases? Um, so... I'm actually going over to visit my brother in New Zealand oh. next month. My first holiday, proper holiday, not a beer holiday. Wow, who signed that off then? Uh, I got a good boss, actually. <laughs> not that bad yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, how are you going for? Going for three weeks. I've been Ooh. brewing over the whole of like Christmas and New Year, so I've got more beer in stock than I've ever had in my life. Oh, okay, great. Well um, just keep stocking up. So when I go away for three weeks, I can leave all the tanks empty. And then when I get back, it's going to be another three weeks before a new beer is released. So yeah, so you can have sit, kind of like a six-week yeah. uh, drought, if you like. But exactly, I mean, obviously, yeah. you can you know you can buy buy kegs in to stock the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no big thing really. So uh, yeah, I've just been brewing up. Yeah, just brewing until like I go. Um, well, before I go, so I can leave. So, whereabouts is your brother? Um, he's currently in Christchurch, but when I go visit, he's going to be in Queenstown. Um, okay. But I'm flying into Wellington just to visit Wellington. There's a garage project there and a load of yep. other breweries. Um, and I actually, there's a freestyle hops there in Nelson, and I've been in touch with them. I just miss out on their uh, hop uh, selection, hop. Oh, that's a shame. Kind of hop yeah. walk. But they've actually uh, very kindly offered to give us a private tour. So oh, brilliant! I'm keen on doing that. Oh, well, that'll be an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. got any collabs um, in the diary for while you're um, down there? I'd love to. I, I'm I'm a bit of a I don't know. I don't like reaching out and asking for a collab, so I've not got anything lined up. But I may drop an email to a couple of breweries saying, "Why don't you get the hop per farm to to fix yeah, you up?" Yeah, that's that might yeah. Be able to arrange it. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So 
be nice uh, to, you know, it, it doesn't have to, you know, you're not going to, probably not going to see any of the beer, but it's just, it'd be a fun thing to do. And just, you know, it's a little, yeah, bit, exactly. of brand, little bit of brand recognition down there, isn't it? That, you know, yeah, be... yeah. So, I, yeah, I've, well, I've to email the, um, the hop supplier this weekend's job, actually, just to say, finalise my, my dates, I'm there. So, yeah. I'll drop that in. Yeah, the email. tell them, tell them, you know, you got, you know, you'd love to come do a collab or two. And they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll be more than happy to set you up. Yeah, that'd be a dream. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, well, so that's exciting. So, so what you're basically saying is you haven't got anything in tank because you've, you've, you know, it's all packaged and in, in, in the cold store already. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, no, to be fair, I've got a brew yesterday and today. I think okay. they're the final, final two beers before I go. Right. Uh, did a table beer yesterday in the Reasons to be Cheerful bar. Um, I mentioned earlier they yep. were mm-hmm. doing a double dry hopped pail today. Oh, nice. I've got some also talking of freestyle hops, I've got some of their special hop key liquid stuff to use. Right. So that's going in today's beer. Okay. Um, just um still experimenting. There's not enough. I mean, you uh, know, I, I guess um, for for somebody that brews on a on a smaller kit than than, than many, you know, those those hot liquids are you know are, are super interesting, really, for you, aren't they? Because you can't afford to to be losing so much of your beer, you know, soaked into the hops as you as you empty these out. So it's uh, yeah, you know, well, that's uh, it. And um, I've actually not used it before, so oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm keen to I I use a lot of like the cryo stuff because that helps a lot. Um, yeah, with losses, but. I'm really keen on still narrowing down the um, the losses. So, oh, of course, yeah. The liquids are definitely something I want to get into. Fabulous. So we've discussed already that you don't actually small pack any beer, but if people were trying to get their hands on some chain house beers, what can you suggest? So, you know, who's got recent collab cans? You know, apart from the ones um, we discussed this evening, are there, are there others out there in the world? That's a great question. I have some, so give us an email and uh, okay. I can I can so send you've got some both packs. the two beers we drank today available for for Cantile. Yep, and also I I'm now on a new platform, newish platform. I have been for a while called Seller, so I can send kegs anywhere in the country. Pretty. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so all my stocks available on Seller. I can. And when does that is that is that go up on a particular day of the week or? Um, no, it's just it's available if 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 you're um, a trade trade customer, just sign up to the website and you can see what we've got available, the pricing. Do you get notified when a new beer comes available, or how, how does that work? Um, I I still no, I still send out like trade availability lists. So if they, okay. yeah. they get on our trade availability, drop us an email. And nice. Yeah, it's still very casual. Yeah, if you want to get hold of Chainhouse Beer, get in touch with your local bar get them to get a keg or two yep. happy to do a deal and come down and do a tap takeover whatever they want Fantastic. i like to travel around you know it's a good excuse to get around the country so. <laughs> excellent well look let's get into the home straight then ryan um at this stage i always ask the guests to give what i call a shout out to the little guy and here i'm looking for you to mention one or more local to you beer businesses that you think are doing a particularly good job of promoting independent craft beer so that could be another brewery, a tap room, a pub, a bottle shop, even a restaurant or a cafe. But somebody's doing a great job promoting not just chain house, but craft beer in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably similar-ish to my last shout out, but um, Plug and Taps in Preston is um, yeah. a, a 
you know, they've supported me from the from day dot. Yeah, absolutely cracking. Winkley Street Ale House as well. Um, my fr- friend Johnny took it over last year. Okay. Um, he's absolutely nailing it. He is really knowledgeable, done a great job with that place. It, it's been going for a lot longer, but he's really brought it into its own sort of... Giving it a fresh, a fresh um, lease of life. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And then, yeah, there's um, a couple of little sort of spots around Preston. Uh, one of my favourites has to be just on the outskirts is a, a pizza place called 1260 Craft and Crust. Okay, it's a, yeah. It's a, a craft beer pizza place. Yeah. Um, it's been going... A marriage made in heaven, I need to say. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think they're five years old now, but okay. in the last couple of years, they've really nailed it. They are. Right. They are bringing it home for sort of the suburbs of Preston. Fantastic. Um, and that's yeah, important as well. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, the city centres these days are usually fairly well served, aren't they? And and it's these places out in the suburbs that almost, are, you know, are, are, are the most <clears> surprising <throat> and the most, the, the, the ones that impress me the most, you know, because, you know, if you're, if you're prepared to open up a, a craft beer joint out in the suburbs where there isn't an obvious demand for it, but, you know, you're, you're sort of blazing the trail. Like, you know, I, I love to hear stories about that. Yeah. Kind of and what's great is we actually did a collab with them at the end of last year for their fifth birthday, I think it was. Right. And we're actually getting customers coming into the tap room that have heard about us through going to their place. Fantastic. And, and it's like, <laughs> you know, we've been going as a brewery longer than the pizza place, but yeah. people might not go to there because it's a craft beer place. They go there because it's a restaurant. However... Right. Serve great beer, so now people are then on board with the beer, see it's brewed in Preston, and then found other great places from going into their establishment. So nice. it's like, yeah, it's it's a great way of like getting beer out there through. Well, food. that validates, you know, why you why you're doing these kind of collabs, isn't it? Really, you know, yeah. you, you know, you may only, you know, you, that maybe only pick up three or four or five new customers on the back of something like that, but who knows how big those, you know those referrals going to turn into by the time they tell their friends who tell their friends and it's all you know it starts to it mm. really starts as far <clears throat> isn't it yeah absolutely excellent um, yeah. um any any new breweries up your way you want to talk about um well actually yeah there was um i say new this there's a brewery called beer brothers that unfortunately ceased trading however right. uh phil that was one of the co-owners purchased back all the brewery and has relaunched um the brewery as a hopworks oh nice uh, yeah and hopworks so phil phil now doesn't he's not he's he's not involved with the brewing he's got um jamie and dan uh jamie's an ex farmyard brewer actually okay um, yeah and then yeah they've got a great team they've just opened a new tap room in preston as well um oh brilliant yeah, the the beers are launching have been absolutely brilliant. I really feel like they're the the new new kids. Oh, on the that's really exciting! Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, um, and you know, really, you want really, you know, ideally from a chain house perspective, you want another two or three like that open up the press, and then suddenly you become a beer destination, don't you? Exactly. So, um, yeah, Hopworks are uh, they're yeah they're really nailing the beers. Everything I've had of theirs is. Been really like oh, it's great to hear. Yeah, no, nice. so, yeah, 
Very good. All right, then. We are at the wrap-up question, Ryan. And as a return guest, the ultimate wrap-up question is, what beer or beer style that is no longer available would you like to resurrect so that you can either taste it again or taste it for the first time? Oh, for me, that's a pretty pretty easy one. Okay. I'd love to try the OG Boddington's. Right. (laughs) I hear so much about the about Boddington's. Yeah. My dad actually worked at um, Whitbed Brewery slash Boddington's. I mean, you're you're Uh, one of these sickeningly young people who didn't actually get to drink it first time around, aren't you? No, I am not. I am that person. I've I've actually got a hand painted Boddington's (laughs) um, pub sign in my garage that my dad got from from the original Boddington's brewery in Manchester. Yeah, it's hung in my garage, and I, I, I can, I can't say I've ever actually had the original Boddington's. It was a singular. Honestly, I I couldn't tell you what it tasted like. Yeah, no, no, I I can picture it. And it was extremely different from everything else. I, you know, I, 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 I can say that with confidence. You know, so, so yeah. I, I, I did. I wouldn't say I used to drink it all the time, but no. I did used to enjoy it. You know, I, I would order it when I saw it more often than not. So yeah, I, I, I did drink. I drank the first year of Pints of Boddington's, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure it would stand up very well to, no, to today's scrutiny. You know, I may, I may be let down by having it, but if I had a pound for every time someone had said to me. Or oh, the original Boddington's. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I just, it had I, great marketing <laughs> behind it as well, which was, I, know, suppose, I guess, was yeah. part of the secret of it as well, you know, which was yeah. You know, yeah. back in the days when you could advertise beer a lot more aggressively than you can today. So, yeah, yeah. that, you know, I know breweries have replicated or whatever they've done, but I would like to have. Good shout. Had, yeah. Had a go. <laughs> <laughs> Good shout, indeed. Well, look, Ryan, it's absolute pleasure catching up with you. I, my, I haven't changed my opinion of, of your brewery. I think, you know, you are a, a gifted brewer and I think your beers will always be uh, be a pleasure to drink. I'm not, not surprised that the tap room's doing really well. And, you know, my, my only shame is I haven't been up to see you yet, so I will try and fix that. Uh, wrong that right this year. But oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That, that means a lot and uh, give us a shout when you do because uh, oh. happy to take you around the... Uh, the wonderful bars of Preston. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like there's a few few good good spots to to, to stop off at. So yeah, let's let's try and make that happen this year. And, yeah, and if you do sure. manage to find your way down to Reading, please drop me an email. Let me know, and uh, you know I'd, I'd be very happy to come and have a few beers with you down at Phantom. Absolutely, uh, where, where you will uh, you'll find a, a a nice welcome as well. They're they're, they're super guys. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you very much. In the meantime, I wish you every success. Have a fantastic trip to. To Holland and Belgium this weekend, and, and an even more fantastic trip to New Zealand. You know, you've got a lot of exciting travel coming up. But uh, yeah, beyond that, we will uh, we'll speak again later in the year, I'm sure. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rob. Perfect. Thanks, Ryan. If you enjoyed the podcast, then please tell your drinking friends and leave us a review in your podcast app, as it really helps others discover the show. And of course, if you'd like to help support us and save money in the process, then please head over to www.thisweekincraft.beer and become a member today for just £1.99 a month and get access to exclusive savings at the top UK craft breweries. 